Blog Talk Radio. This is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wavelet, Jiglet, what a race! Always be Mickey on the outside. Always be Mickey! They're off and it is on! And Betting Line has taken the lead. Choo choo! Boom! You're tuned in to Harness Racing's fastest 90 minutes post-time with Mike and Mike, with co-host Mike Carter. Believe in the spirit? Do you believe in miracles? And Mike Bozen. Smoking Gun, Shaman Hall, production Smoking Gun is flying. Here comes Smoking Gun. I don't know! Oh, yeah. That just happened! That just happened! Got a terrific show for you today on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. You've got post time with Mike Mike presented by Bet America. Mike, we have a busy show for uh, everybody today. And this was a little bit interesting because we got so uh, focused in working on this debate thing. Mike, we've got this big debate coming up between the three USDA presidential candidates on February 16th. It's a 7.30 start. We're going to talk more about that in, in a few minutes. But we got so busy with this debate show that the next thing you know, it was Tuesday, and we were kind of scrambling to put a show together. And all of a sudden, we turned into no guests. Into, what do we have, like six guests today? <laughs> Something like that. It seems like it. We uh, we put all our work and effort into the debate. And- uh, Mike Bose calls me and goes, man, what? wait a minute. We don't even have a show for Thursday. So, so we had to scramble a little bit. But uh, between Mike Bozich and myself, uh, we put together a fantastic show for you uh, here this afternoon. Yeah, we certainly do. We've got Myron Bell on deck. Myron's going to talk a little bit about the On the Deck partnership, plus a little bit about his career. And uh, for a lot of information on Myron Bell's career, you can go to his website, MyronBell.com. A great, great story uh, about a man that obviously cares a whole lot about the sport of harness racing. And he's been involved with some great horses, some uh, big-time players over the years. And we're going to talk to Myron about that in just a few minutes. Plus, who is Kevin Addicts, Mike? We're going to find out at about 1.15 or so. Kevin is from Groland Fortify, and he's going to talk about uh, Maryland Horse Industry Day. Kevin's been a big supporter of the sport of harness racing and horse racing in general in the sport of Maryland, and uh, their big horse industry day is coming up. We've got uh, Ryan Clemens that's going to be joining us at about 145 or so, and he has a new online game. It's an app, and it's called Off and Pacing about the sport of harness racing. Mike, I know you've tried it. Give us a couple of second thoughts on Off and Pacing. You know, listen, I've uh, I've had a lot of experience with it. Uh, I've played with it a little bit. I've been claiming a couple of horses here and there. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely different. Uh, the one horse that I created, the horse is named Foiled Against. And the horse has eight starts, four wins in a second. So it's a uh, it's a pretty real uh, real game. You you sit down, you watch the uh, watch the race, you enter it just like you would an owner trainer. And it's uh, it's really interesting. Plus, we have uh, one of your guys, Mike, the Hard Rock Roxino Caretaker of the Year. That announcement was made just a couple of short days ago. Justin 
McCherndon. He's going to be joining us on the program, uh, well, maybe towards about 145, 150 or so. And, of course, we've got our man Gabe Pruitt stomping by towards the bottom of the hour. It's our ongoing series of Pompano Park. And, Mike, a very special segment coming up on the life and career of Mach 3. Driver John Campbell, who is Mach 3's regular driver, is a three-year-old, will be joining us. Of course, Mach 3 had an outstanding career, not only on the racetrack, but the Breen Shed, and uh, John Campbell's going to talk to us towards the bottom of the hour about Mach 3. So busy, 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 busy show. Plus, we're going to talk some debates, uh, which is coming up on February 16th. Just so much going on. So we better get to a commercial tomorrow. When we come back, it's Myron Bell on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland-Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit, up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations. Racehorse Adoption Program. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. A lot uh, to come in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Myron Bell is on hold. He's going to be joining us in just about 30 seconds or so. But before we do that, we talked about uh, our debate coming up, Mike. We've released that news on social media. More information on our website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. But we do want to let everybody know that uh, advertising spots are still available, and uh, they're going fast. Spots are definitely limited. Obviously, we want to have very limited commercial interruptions uh, during the debate because uh, the show is going to focus on those three USTA presidential candidates and their ideas, Mike, for the future of harness racing. Once again, that's coming up February 16th. But for those interested, and it's very affordable, for those interested, email us, Mike, at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Go to our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, for more information on that. Right now, without further ado, let's... uh, Bring in a guy who's been involved in the sport of harness racing for a very long time. He's been around some fantastic horses, some fantastic trainers, fantastic owners, fantastic drivers. It's the fantastic Myron Bell. Myron, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. Myron, let's uh, talk about your early days. Talk about uh, how you got involved in the sport well, of harness well, racing. Well, I don't, I don't want to really talk about myself. I, I just want to you, – you mentioned Mach 3. I, I, I phoned uh, David Heffering the other day to offer our condolences. Mach 3, besides being the sire of some beat somewhere, he's the grandsire of Captain Treacherous, and it's a big loss to the industry. And uh, hopefully he'll get another stallion to replace him up in Canada. But uh, they're hard to replace, the good stallions. Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, of course, going to the bottom of the hour, we're going to have John Campbell joining us. But, yeah, go ahead, Marvin. 
We happened to uh, purchase a Mark III Colt in Harrisburg this year that we're pretty high on. Uh, he was hip number 397 uh, at the Twin Brook consignment, and uh, we bought him for $100,000. He was a Mark III Colt out of a sister to a mare that I raced a little bit, uh, and we're very happy uh, that we have him in the barn with Tony Alanya down here in Delray Beach, Florida. Myron, let's talk a little bit about uh, On the Deck Partners. I know yourself, John Federa, Tony Alanya got together and uh, formed this partnership. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we're just using it as a name. It is a hangout place. It's Usually they used to call it the knockers bench way back. A lot of owners come down and spend some time watching the Colts train. Some of them own horses in our barn, and everyone's welcome every Saturday morning. We have refreshments and a lot of fun and uh, camaraderie. And that's what, you know, this is, we're in the horse business, but we're really in the, the people business. And you got to make friends and business associates. And they watch their cults train. And, uh, you know, we're looking to get new people in our industry. A lot of transplanted northerners live in this area in South Florida. And we've advertised in a publication called Spotlight that goes to their homes and they read about themselves, and then they see our ad. And the USTA has been very, very uh, – uh, they've been very uh, helpful in this uh, in this uh, move to get new owners in, in the business. Now, Myron, where did the, uh, the on-the-deck partners kind of come from? I know that you said it had a former name. It well, used to we, be called we, something we else. Up a deck. Well, we, we have a deck here. At Barn 12 at Sunshine Meadows, and everybody's welcome to come down any day, especially on a Saturday, and see the horses train and jog. Uh, we're training a bunch of colts down here, about 40. I'm involved with about 20 of them through my partnerships and Brittany Farms. Uh, you know, I buy horses for George Siegel, Brittany Farms, and then we also have our own. And George is part of that, too, with Marvin Katz and some other prominent owners in the industry. I try to focus on high-profile coats that could become stallions, and uh, this is what I'm geared into. That doesn't mean uh, a $15,000 coat. Uh, we're training a $10,000 coat, an American Ideal coat that's doing very well. So price has nothing to do with it, but I'm trying to, to focus in on the breeding where I think can make a difference. And, you know, we've been very fortunate in the last few years. We had my MVP and Captain Treacherous and Oddspeak, and I bought the dam of a pretty good horse called Father Patrick. Jimmy Tacta trained him up north and did a phenomenal job. And Tony's Alanya's down here, and he's got a bunch of nice horses here. But there are, the deck is not just for Tony. It's for any trainer that shows up on the deck that trains here. And there are many of them that have stables here at Sunshine Meadows. Visiting with Myron Bell here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Myron, you brought up a, a very popular name in the sport of harness racing, a gentleman by the name of George Siegel, the guy that in the early 80s uh, you uh, partnered with. Of course, George uh, went on to, found, to uh, find Brittany Farms uh, shortly thereafter. Talk about that relationship with uh, George and how much that meant to your career, getting uh, together with him and partnering with him. Well, George, George Siegel was originally from Forest Hills, Queens, and I was from Flushing Hillcrest, Queens, and I happened to 
meet him in Harrisburg at the sale in 1982, and we hit it off pretty well. He was new to the business, and I was new to uh, being involved on a full-time basis. I was in a different industry, and uh, George uh, hired my uh, expertise, so-called expertise, and I recommended mares, and I recommended uh, yearlings, and uh, we've had a very tremendous run, and George has one of the best broodmare bands ever in the history of the sport. He's a very humble, shy man. He doesn't like to, to blow his own horn, but I'll blow it for him. He, he's the, I think he's the greatest breeder in the history of the sport by far. Uh, whether it's standard bred or thoroughbred, he's bred more million-dollar winners, won more breeders' crowns than anybody in the industry. So uh, he, he deserves those plaudits. He's a phenomenal person. And um, great, great man in the industry. And he's still very active. In fact, he was down here about two, three weeks ago. And he'll come back uh, in February or March again. Visiting with Myron Bell. Myron, uh, before we let you go, give us a little bit of preview of uh, 2017 and uh, beyond. Tell us about maybe some of the horses that uh, you've got coming up. Well, Well, I root for everybody. I just hope everybody's dreams come true because mine is certainly have. I'm, I'm looking forward to our racing stable this year. We have some very, very high-class yearlings who are now two-year-olds, and uh, hopefully be in a good position because we have a new super stallion coming up. Captain Treacherous's first crop will be selling this fall at the sales, and I'm looking forward to purchasing a few of those because, uh, you know, like history repeats itself, just like Meadow Skipper had most happy fella in his first First crop, most happy fella had silk stockings and and tarport hat, and of course Niatros had Nihilator, and some beach somewhere had Captain Treacherous. So there's no reason why Captain Treacherous can't have a colt or a filly as good as he is, if not better. And that's what we're going to be banking on this fall. And I think a lot of the breeders recognize that fact, and they're going to partner up with us and try to purchase five or six outstanding. Uh, individuals all right well my we certainly appreciate you joining us uh best of luck and uh we'll certainly uh be keeping an eye on uh, uh the on the deck partnerships and uh see what uh, happens in uh, 2017 and beyond sir yeah everybody's welcome down here come on down and visit we will be very hospitable and uh, thank you very much for having me well, Myron, save a spot. Uh, say, listen, save a spot because we might come down there. If it gets too cold up here, we might come down there and do a show live from the deck one of these. Uh, do, do you, absolutely. You should be planning that. Thanks a lot, Myron. Thank you very much. All right. That was uh, Myron Bell, uh, the one and only, and, of course, uh, on the deck partnerships. Uh, there's a lot of information. If you go to uh, MyronBell.com, uh, there's a lot of information not only about Myron but about some of the partnerships, about his history, uh, bank history in the sport of harness racing, as well as some of the other partnerships that he's been involved in. And, uh, you know, I didn't have a chance, Mike, to ask Myron about this, but uh, he uh, owns Riverview Racing and Breeding. Uh, I believe they've done that since the – the mid nineties and they raced and bred. And I should have asked him, Don, I should have asked him, but uh, one of my favorite horses, Mike river shark over a million dollars in earnings. Uh, he was a mainstay in the opens at the Yonkers in the Meadowlands uh, for a long, long time. But uh, one of my favorite hard knocking horses, Mike. Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun talking. Listen, man, I would love a trip to Florida. So, uh, you know, put that in our budget for next month. Will you? 
I certainly will. You're paying the tab. Listen, yeah. when we come back, we've got <laughs> we've got more. <laughs> yeah, we'll be taking the Greyhound down there. Uh, That's right. <laughs> we've got more coming up on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Kevin Addicts from Growing Fortify is going to join us. Going to talk some Maryland Harness Racing up next on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Hello, this is Kayla Stra, and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest-growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. BetAmerica covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to BetAmerica receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the BetAmerica way. Hi, this is Mike Tanner, Executive Vice President of the United States Trotting Association. Three candidates, Ryan Macedonio, Joe Panaccio, and Russell Williams, have filed to run for the position of USTA President. The election will take place later this month, and the winner will serve out the remaining two years of former President Phil Langley's term. Phil retired on December 31st, and his interim replacement, Chairman of the Board Ivan Axelrod, has indicated that he will not be a candidate in this election. Here's what you need to know. First, the president is elected by a vote of the USTA board. There are 60 directors in all. Secondly, the election will take place during the association's annual meeting, specifically on Monday, February 27th. The winner will be the one who gets the most votes, whether a majority is achieved or not. In a three-way race, that's important to remember. The position of USTA president is an unpaid one, but the influence and involvement that comes with the job is considerable. The president works with the board to establish a business plan, develops consensus around various industry initiatives, has ultimate authority over membership decisions, and sets the tone for the organization. He or she also is responsible for assigning most of the executive committee, the smaller body that meets periodically and on an as-needed basis throughout the year to consider developing issues that might affect the industry. Whoever the board chooses on February 27th will largely determine the direction the USTA takes over the next few years. Got an opinion as to who should be the next president? Let your director know by email via the USTA tab on the U.S. Trotting homepage. Join us for Horse Industry Day, presented by the Maryland Horse Council and its member and partner organizations on Tuesday, January 31st at the Miller's Senate Office Building in Annapolis, Maryland. Register to attend this day of advocacy and learning by visiting mdhorsecouncil.org. All the action starts at 7.30 a.m. with coffee and snacks. Then it's meetings with legislatures at 8 a.m., followed by Advocacy 101, panel discussions, and award presentations at 10, wrapping up at 11.30 with lunch and salutations. Once again, it's Horse Industry Day, presented by the Maryland Horse Council and its member and partner organizations on Tuesday, January 31st at the Miller Senate Office Building in Annapolis. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. We're back. 
back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Embed America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. Don't forget John Campbell will be stomping by towards the bottom of the hour. We're going to reflect on the life and career of the great Mach 3, plus uh, Ryan Clements from Harness Racing's newest online game and app. Often Pacing will be joining us. It's in its infant stages and uh, looks pretty good so far. Mike Carter had a chance to play it a little bit, so we'll talk to uh, Ryan as well as the Hard Rock Roxino Caretaker of the Year, Justin McKetchern. He'll be joining us as well. Plus, uh, we're going to have our Pompano segment coming up in just a few minutes. But first, it's uh, Kevin Addicts, a name that probably isn't familiar to a lot of Harness Racing people. We're just going to find out right now who Kevin is. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you doing? Not too bad. Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, about yourself and uh, your involvement uh, in the sport of racing. Will do. First, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, my my background is in uh, the local wine industry here in Maryland, which is uh, a, another one of the growing and, and now prominent value-added agricultural uh, sectors in our state and really in the, in the uh, mid-Atlantic area. And, and from there have expanded into other segments of uh, a- agriculture, uh, agritourism, value-added agriculture, all, all of the industries that um, tend to be based on a farm and uh, whose producers and startups need a lot of support to get through the, the minutiae and the regulations and, and all of that fun stuff. But then on a higher level, we work and my team and I work uh, very diligently at the state level and, and county levels to reform regulations and rules to make this not something that people just uh, dream about doing, but that they can actually get done. You've got the Maryland Horse Industry Day coming up at Annapolis. That's uh, on January 31st. Tell us uh, a little bit about that and how you're working with uh, the Maryland Horse Council. Sure. Well, they they uh, have uh, enlisted us to help organize this day, which is a wonderful day in our state capital, where we invite members of the uh, the horse industry from all aspects: um, thoroughbred, standard bred, racing, breeding, trail riding, um, all, all the different uh, programs: therapy, rodeo, carriage driving. It, it's going to be a very diverse group of folks there, but they all have a certain uh, thing in common, and that's the horse. And, and where, where our horse is kept, uh, how our horse is treated, and, and the regulations thereof are going to be a lot of the, the topics. So it, it's, it's going to be an interesting day. We do start very early uh, meeting legislators from uh, early morning hours of 7.30 and 8 through, through 10 a.m. Then we switch gears and, and have uh, uh, kind of an advocacy boot camp so that we can begin to train our members uh, not just on the talking points about the industry to keep the industry healthy and, and growing, but also, you know, what do you do if you see your legislator uh, at the coffee shop? Um, how do you strike up that conversation? Just to start building those relationships so that uh, the industry can, can, as it needs to, when it needs to, uh, continue to be uh, even more effective in Annapolis. And uh, you spent a lot of time at Annapolis, uh, obviously, talking to politicians, uh, and we've seen a little bit of a rebirth of uh, the sport of horse racing in the state of Maryland. You have the Stronic Group that uh, recently just purchased Rosecroft, and I know they're putting some money into Rosecroft. You've got a new group that just purchased uh, Ocean Downs, Churchill Downs, and Saratoga combining to do that. Plus, you have Laurel, uh, and the Stronic Group has put a lot of money uh, into a Laurel Park. It has really made that such a beautiful facility. Tell us about the health of the sport of horse racing in the eyes of the Maryland legislators? 
Well, and, and this time of year, the legislature, legislature is in session, so it's it's nonstop talking points all the time from from every single industry and interest group. And so, uh, you know, our, our goal is to have horses uh, and equine industry kind of at the top of their minds, and especially on horse day. But it, it, this is an industry that crosses uh, the many different boundaries, geographic and, and politics and everything else. They, you mentioned the the tracks and the racing opportunities in the state. Um, those are in urban areas, uh, suburban, extreme rural uh, areas, and all parts geographically of the state. And so uh, when we mention horses, uh, it's a very positive thing. So the industry is seen very positively, and especially with the recent investments in racing, which tends to be the highest, higher profile uh, of the industries, people really love it. They love having it here um, when they come to understand that it is a, a historic tradition. I mean, this is where uh, the industry began and it, there, there is new investment from the state. There's new investment from outside the state coming in, as you referenced, all those things lead to a lot of support uh, from, from lawmakers. Kevin, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, one final uh, pump, if you will, uh, Maryland Industry Day is coming up. The Horse Industry Day is coming up on January 31st. Uh, for anybody that's interested in going, give them, uh, can you give them some particulars? Well, uh, yes, you can go to uh, Maryland Horse or Maryland Horse Council, mdhorsecouncil.com. Uh, go there. You can sign up. Um, I believe it's .org, actually, but get there, sign up, and it's free. Um, there is such thing as a free lunch. All we ask is that uh, you, you come and, and share your story, and, and we've got uh, 150 plus so far registered. We're we're looking at 200 to 250, um, all sharing in common a love of the horse. So we we welcome everybody. Kevin, well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. We definitely appreciate your work. I know I'm a Maryland resident. We're here in Elkton. That's uh, part of the post time of Mike and Mike Studios, and and we can certainly see that the sport of harness racing and uh, horse racing in general in Maryland and horse sports in Maryland in general is certainly healthy, and it's. Uh, a uh, big high five to people like you that work tirelessly behind the scenes, uh, keeping the legislators uh, aware of uh, all the the benefits of uh, horses and the uh, horse sports and horse racing. Kevin, we appreciate you joining us, sir. Thanks, and thanks for all you do. Cheers. All right, that was uh, Kevin Attucks from Grow and Fortify. And Mike, it's always interesting uh, to talk to uh, a lot of these guys that work behind the scenes tirelessly. And there are a lot of people, Mike, that work behind the scenes, uh, of course, not only in the state of Maryland, but all over the place uh, working uh, with legislators. Because, listen, I mean, you've got, you know, you've got two- and four-year turnarounds in a lot of places with legislators. So it is a tireless job keeping our lawmakers apprised of the benefits of horse racing and, uh, you know, horses in general, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's definitely something that uh, it takes some time. And unfortunately, you know, with lawmakers going in and out, you know, it, it gets to be a little bit uh, tough once in a while, but, you know, Maryland does a fantastic job with keeping everybody updated. Ross Pettacord joined us last year, uh, a couple of times last year, uh, Mike, and uh, he actually wound up being uh, one of our uh, favorite interviews of the year because he provided a lot of good information and uh, Kevin did as well. All right. Well, I see our man. I see the golden tones of Gabe Pruitt on hold. So, Gabe, if you can keep those golden tones under wraps for just one more minute, we're going to get to you after this time out. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. 
Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. Back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. And uh, right now, we're going to bring in the Golden Tones of South Florida, Gabe Pruitt. Gabe, how are you, sir? Doing well, Mike. Things are things are good here in South Florida. Well, listen, before we turn you loose, we always have to uh, get around for about 30 seconds. And uh, we're three track announcers sitting around talking here. So I have to air some grievances, Gabe, to you real quick. You know, Pete Aiello has got a very big day coming up, okay? And he's a very good friend of mine but and a very good friend of ours. But, you know, Gabe, I have to tell you I'm a little disappointed because I gave Pete a call and I wanted to come down to Florida and call a couple of the big races on the Pegasus Cup Day, and I, I didn't get no response. So I don't know what's going on. How selfish of a guy. I mean, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Uh, now, Pete's, uh, Pete deserves the uh, limelight. He should have a, a big day Saturday. And, um, you know, it probably won't be as nerve-wracking as it was a couple of weeks ago when he was on the mic here at Pompano Park. Otherwise, you know, it's a pretty big day. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and guys, real quick, and Mike, before I, I turn you loose, I, what do you think? And, and by the way, Jason Beam on our uh, sister program on the Better America Radio Network had a chance to interview Pete for about uh, 20, 25 minutes. A very, very good interview, by the way. Make sure you guys catch it. But, uh, you know, it has to be – I mean, this is the world's rich, richest race. What's it going for, like 12 or $13 million? So million. Unbelievable. So you have to think that the butterflies are certainly going through the stomach of, of Pete Aiello. You guys as track announcers, uh, real quick, how, how would you kind of psych yourself up for a race like this? Well, I think preparation is key. You just have to uh, be completely on top of your game. Uh, I'm sure Pete will be. He'll take uh, some time to really, uh, you know, make sure he's on top of his game as far as post positions, riders, you know, still obviously. And, uh, should be a piece of cake from that point. As you well know, you know, the more you prepare, uh, typically you are uh, ready for everything, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. You know, the one thing, uh, the the one thing I would do if I if I was him, obviously know the two favorites, and they start they they kind of bookended uh, 
uh, in this race. Arrogate drawing the rail, California Chrome on the outside. So knowing the two favorites and then kind of, you know, falling into line, uh, falling into line from there. Well, listen, uh, Gabe, I got to tell everybody real quick. Gabe Pruitt remembered the phone number. I can't believe it. I think uh, I think the world stopped then for I'm, three seconds I, before the show started. I'm taking a forward, and I also have to give you guys kudos. I see you're going to have a presidential debate. How cool is that? Yeah, man, we're uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, the the three candidates are going to come on this show and uh, kind of have a uh, kind of duke it out. Hopefully not Trump style. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know, you're going to ask him a hard-hitting question. You know, what's your favorite track to send it in, uh, all that good stuff? Yeah. We're, we're, listen, we're going to ask them what they think of uh, Gabe Pruitt and uh, see what happens. We're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, if you ask their favorite track, I already know we've got one vote in our corner. Joe Padaccio will 100% to say Pompano Park. I can guarantee that. <laughs> All right, Gabe. Listen, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of uh, Pompano Park. Uh, Mike Bozich doesn't have the buzzer this week, thank God. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. But uh, let's talk about a horse that I thought raced phenomenally and just missed by a neck in the open handicap trot, and that was the six-horse Rockenstein, who went off as the favorite, lost, losing the Tater Twister. But let me tell you something. This horse was absolutely flying at the end. He put in a pretty good stretch goal with Tater Twister. You know, he certainly did. He was the uh, favorite there, Mike. I thought he was probably in lose. He recently uh, changed hands. It was a private purchase, I believe, as the Wrens, the trainer Bellamy Wren or Pete Wren, have taken over. Bobby Brower trained this guy prior to arriving in uh, South Florida, and he had uh, earned a, right at $150,000 for uh, Bobby Brower as a youngster. Uh, he's a son of Valley Victor, and uh, immediately burst into the scene down here with a win in 53-2. and two. You keep in mind our track record is only 52-4, and four, so he was just um, three-fifths of a second off the track record and his first start for the new barn, off the long ship, off a little bit of a layoff. So, uh, quite honestly, I thought he would really take a step forward on uh, Monday night, um, and he raced well, but uh, Tater Twister, how good was he? He was on the front end, and we know we have a speed-favoring track here. Mike Murphy, the uh, Trurican native, he was, he was celebrating his 71st birthday on Tuesday night, and uh, Tater Twister, uh, one of his uh, fine stars of the barn, uh, did him well. Now, Gabe, on Sunday night, you guys had played host to the Open One Pace without Pinocchio, and uh, it wound up being a heck of a uh, stretch duel in the uh, in the end. You know, it did. Rocky Zetam, one of two in there for training, Trader Jamie McCumber, just uh, got the uh, job done. He's back-to-back wins. Didn't really uh, know for sure if he could step up and uh, tackle Open Company. But uh, he did, in fact, get the win, a second in a row. And uh, this week, though, things aren't going to be as easy because I've got uh, maybe some bad news for him. Pinocchio is back in this Sunday night. So uh, you probably saw a nice article that uh, Ken Weingartner did on uh, Pinocchio on the U.S. Trotting homepage. In fact, and you'll see the horse loves the track. He's a track record holder, 148-3. and He's won 30 of 43 starts here at Pompano Mark. Uh, Mike does an incredible resume. I believe he's hit the board in 39 of those 43. And, yes, uncompromising Z-Cam was victorious uh, last week. He's been very sharp, but uh, he's going to have his hands full because Sunday night's second race, Pinocchio back in that spot as well. Now, the big six wager at Pompano has been, uh, Would you? I, I don't know if you'd call it successful, but it's produced some pretty big payoffs. Getting it to carry has been the unsuccessful part. Well, that's the thing, Mike. A pick six um, requires a pretty decent investment uh, to have a chance to hit it. So, uh, obviously, you have a certain type of player that likes that type of wager. 
Uh, it's a way that doesn't grow uh, phenomenally fast. It starts off a little slow, usually on first night, uh, pick six total pool. We make it a thousand bucks. You know, of course, you got uh, your 15% low takeout, then you pay your consolation out. So after the first night, maybe, um, you know, you get several hundred survives uh, to the carryover. Typically, what we find is every night they'll bet more than the carryover into the pool. So as the pool continues to climb after maybe a couple of nights, carryover gets up to 1000 bucks. they'll bet 2500 3000 uh, And, uh, you know, when you do it, put uh, several competitive cars together, the thing can really take off, uh, you know, just in a matter of a few nights. And that's what we saw this past week. In fact, heading into Tuesday night, uh, we had 8100 and change in that uh, pick six carryover. And, again, only a 15% takeout and the new money wagered in. So it's really a great bet uh, once you get those uh, decent carryovers up. And we saw a total pool um, climb to uh, over $20,000 to a little, the low 20s, uh, in fact. And after the third leg, there were only like 45 live tickets out. But uh, it came very formful. And at the end of the day, um, the final three legs, uh, again, came formful. And we had uh, three tickets out, and it paid us 7900 change for uh, the 50 cent ticket. Well, what I meant by, and I, I'm sorry if it came off the wrong way, but what I meant by uh, no luck as far as the carryover, you, you guys just, you, it seems like every time it gets a little bit high, somebody nails it. And uh, it's the same thing with the super high five. So you guys, uh, you guys well, have a, a value. That's the thing. That's the thing. You know, we do offer the bets, and they do have the potential to gain carryovers, but, you know, we're elated when people hit them. I mean, that's what they're out for. We want to make uh, – we want to see people make uh, those large scores, and we try to have a little something for everyone. my mind, you know, a lot of people don't play the pick six, which is okay, but, uh, again, we try to have a little something for everyone. In my opinion, it's not hurting a thing to have it on the card, and, uh, again, there are going to be occasions where that uh, carryover can really uh, – grow exponentially if uh, things do take off. And then all of a sudden bring a lot of people to the party because, believe me, when you start to get a, a five-figure carryover uh, in a pool and harness racing uh, that's not a jackpot bet, you know, you're going to have people coming from all directions. Uh, and, again, uh, the pick six does have that opportunity. You know, most of our bets, Mike, as you well know, the pick four, pick five, kind of fact, uh, you know, you may miss it one night, but typically you're going to uh, follow that up. I mean, very rarely would you ever have a double carryover. So the pick six is a little unique in that uh, aspect. You could have a double carryover, and for that matter, multiple days, uh, depending on how the sequence comes. It's not an easy bet, but uh, one that typically rewards you very well if you can connect. Well, listen, I, I had the pick six three times. Bozich had the, barely could get the show six going on. No, I'm just kidding. I gave you certainly <laughs> See, you know, we're still investigating alternative, alternative wagers to help Bozich. Yeah, just picking six winners in a row, I know it's going to be very tough, so we're talking about maybe like a top five bet for, for six races in a row. Yeah, listen. Yeah. When you break, when you get the dime show, when you get the dime show bet going, let me know. <laughs> All right, we certainly appreciate you coming on, buddy. This has been, you know, what this segment here is probably one of the most popular segments on our show, and it's uh, one of the more fun ones. So we certainly appreciate you coming on every week. Hey, we enjoy the uh, promotion, guys. Thanks so much, and we enjoy uh, discussing the racing action each and every week. Always look forward to it. All right, that was Gabe Pruitt, and it's the. The home of the uh, of the value bet, uh, Mike Bozo, the pick six, the super high five. They're paying out a lot of money down there if you can get to the uh, if you can get to the right uh, combinations. Absolutely. If uh, you haven't done so already, you need to make Pompano Park uh, certainly put that on your uh, gambling radar. Well, Mike, uh, coming up next, 
John Campbell is going to be joining us. We're going to reflect on the life and career of Mach 3. As a matter of fact, we're going to roll right into this uh, because uh, we still have a, a couple of more uh, guests coming on. We have Ryan Clements uh, coming on. He's going to talk about Harness Racing's newest online game, Off and Pacing, plus the Hard Rock Rock Casino Caretaker of the Year, Justin McKetchen, will be joining the program as well. But uh, first, uh, let's listen in on uh, some of the stretch calls as we go down memory lane uh, and uh, honor the late Great Mach 3. And they come to the top of the stretch, and Mach 3 is looking to pour it on under a Campbell hand drive. Mach 3 is out there now with a three-length lead. Mini-Me is full out chasing in second. McArdle trying to rally into it. All-American ingot fourth on the outside. Mach 3 is almost there. McArdle from between horses into second. John Campbell, his seventh Meadowland pace victory. Mach 3 wins it. McArdle with second. All-American ingot third from Mini-Me in 149 flat, a stakes record, and equaling the track record. Western Shooter and Campbell lead it. Three olives on the outside, second. Back in the box is Brad's Gold. Pacific Titan is asked to come out from second over. They're off three quarters in 124 and two. Here comes Pacific Titan down the center of the track. Back up for the drive is Mach 3. Western Shooter is digging deep, and he's off stride. Western Shooter went off stride. Mach 3 and LeChance nailed it on the line. Three second in Pacific tight in third. Mach 3 and Mike LaChance look to be the Metro winners in 151 and 4. Three quarters, 22 and Well, it appears Mike Bozich is having some uh, technical issues. Sorry about that, John. John, talk to us a little bit about uh, the what Mach 3 uh, kind of meant to you. I know we had you on uh, last when the uh, Mac LaBelle had passed away, but Mach 3 was a, uh, was a special kind of horse. Yeah, he sure was. You know, for a period in that summer, he was the dominant three-year-old. And impressive not that he won but when he stepped to the front down the back stretch they were going to happen 53 in a piece and he just marched to the front like they're going to happen a minute because that's how quick he was and um not only quick but he could carry his speed a long way he, he was he's really a, a, a dominant three-year-old for a period of time but i think you know he, he's made his mark as a stallion even more so in our industry now john talk to us about the little brown jug where you drove him 
Uh, he was he won his the uh, first leg in 151 and one, and then got parked a mile in the uh, second journey. Was it just to you know he just couldn't clear the lead, or uh, was that just a tough trip for him going a second heat? Uh, it was just a tough trip, and he wasn't a super gate horse. Um, you know, he was actually a horse that's better if you just let him settle off the gate and then moved him. And, you know, that didn't work the second heat in Delaware. Now, John, uh, he had kind of a, a, a short career, just 27 starts, but he won 18 of those victories, and he gave you a Meadowlands uh, pace victory. Um, talk to us about how you uh, wound up with the drive of Mach 3. Well, I, I didn't race him at two at all, um, but I was racing a lot of horses for uh, Bill Robinson and Monty Gilrod at the time, and he came down to New Jersey, and, uh, you know, I got to, got to drive him when he came to the Meadowlands. Um, you know, I stayed right with him till the fall, and then, then I opted off him. He's lost his form a little bit and drove away Art Major, but, uh, you know, it worked out really well for me uh, picking, picking up that drive at that time because, I said, as I said, he was just uh, – you know, one of the best three-year-olds, and when he was on his game, he could dominate. Now, John, uh, one thing about Mach 3 is that he has been able to put together a stellar, stellar breeding career. Uh, you know, and it seems a lot of uh, his horses uh, have have really kind of garnered his, uh, his speed and his heart just a little bit. Yeah, that's one thing about his horses. They're, they're tough, and if they get a bad trip or a bad race, you know, they don't get their feelings hurt. They'll bounce back. And, um, I mean, and obviously sired, you know, what I think is the most talented horse that I've ever seen in some beach somewhere. So, I mean, that's quite a mark to leave on this court. Well, John, uh, we, we certainly appreciate you taking time out to uh, to join us. And, listen, we got to have you on one of these days when, uh, when to talk about your career a little bit. Uh, when, but, you know, hopefully uh, – a little bit happier time, not when uh, not when one of these uh, great horses passes away. Yeah, that would work for me. I mean, it's it's really a, a tragedy for him to pass away at this time. Uh, I'm sure the the emotional attachment for the people at Terra Hills and the Mascara family would be tremendous because it's just so hard to have a horse like that race at that level and then stallion career, and then the financial hit that these people took 140 mares pork. That's that's a tremendous hole in your. Uh, account when you when you go to add that up at the end of next year right well john we certainly appreciate you taking the time out and uh listen uh keep doing what you're doing at the meadowlands you're doing a fantastic job my friend all right thank you very much mike thanks john all right that was john campbell talking about the great mock three and uh mike bozich are you back with us i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh, listen Listen, it takes us back to our uh, to our test shows when uh, when we were looking for the other one and uh, couldn't figure out whether the other one was even there. So, you know, but uh, we have our te- technical issues figured out. It looks like. Yeah, it's called it's called uh, turn it off and turn it back on. Yes, that's right. Well, speaking of technical issues, Mike Bozich, a guy who knows a lot about technical issues, is coming up here in just a few minutes. His name is Ryan Clements, and. Uh, Ryan's got this new app. It's called Off and Pacing, and Mike, it's uh, been a lot of fun to play. 
Yeah, I know you've uh, had a chance to try it, and uh, I've seen he's making updates to it. I know it's in an, it's kind of in its infant stages, but it certainly has a lot of potential, and I can't wait to talk to Ryan about that. Plus, we've got the your guy coming up, Justin McCatcher, and he was the Hard Rock Roxino Caretaker of the Year, and he's going to be joining us towards the top of the hour. So this busy show rolls on on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We'll be back in just a moment. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter right now we're joined by Ryan Clements. Ryan is uh, the founder of uh, Off Pacing. This is Harness Racing's newest online game. It's an online app. Ryan, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks guys, glad to be here. Ryan, tell us about Off and Pacing. Uh, what's going on with it? I know it's in its infant stages and it's obviously a work in progress, but uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, we uh, we got a long way to go, but um, what we're hoping to do is basically recreate what it's like owning a owning a racehorse in real life. Um, you know, it's something that I always wanted to do growing up. I always wanted to have my own stable, and we're uh, we're trying to make a game that basically allows you to do that right on, right on your phone. Play to build a championship stable. Uh, Ryan, uh, I have had a lot of time to sit around and play with this, and you know, kind of 
kind of go through and claim some horses. In fact, I just went in and claimed one right now as we're, as we're talking. But uh, listen, I, I love it. You guys, the program set up, you guys have, uh, I can go back and look at past performances of the different horses. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what went into uh, making this game and kind of where the idea came from. Yeah, so um, my, my family's been in the horse business. Uh, my grandfather uh, owned Campella. Actually, I'm sitting in his office uh, looking at all Campella's trophies right now. My dad uh, dri- drove and trained horses. So my whole life I've wanted to uh, to be involved. And, uh, you know, I was a uh, software developer by training. So um, it's kind of been waiting for the right time. Had this idea a long time ago. And uh, it just was the perfect opportunity to put a little team together and uh, – try to make it happen um so we've we've been working for a few months now um we've got it in the beta stage uh we've got some some people starting to try it out and uh like you said people are enjoying it i'm hearing hearing people frustrated with the bad drivers and uh other people getting in trouble <laughs> with their wives for playing too long so it's it's been uh been exciting you know the, the one thing about it is you know first it seemed kind of you know it, it was a little tough to watch but now i'm look at it and Listen, I, I got to tell you, there's the driver you guys have on here, Sammy Samsonite, and I, I let this guy drive all my horses. He's got to be the smartest driver out there because he he he, he drives all of my horses perfectly. So, yeah, well, you, you better uh, better keep your eyes open because there's going to be uh, three or four new drivers sitting the track this week. We've uh, we've got a few uh, real world drivers who've signed up to have a, a character made after them. So we've got a got a guy from Sweden who just uh, we put on there and. Um, couple guys from here in Canada and the United States as well. Now, from here, uh, Ryan, where do you guys plan on taking this? Uh, I mean, is it something that you guys are going to create into like a big league type of thing, or is it just going to kind of keep uh, keep doing what it's doing like right now? Yeah, I mean, we we have pretty high, high expectations for this. Um, you know, our target is people who are either involved in real world harness harness racing or want to be um there's there's quite a few of those spread around so we we have high expectations uh, as far as building this out adding uh you know adding a whole virtual world of harness racing um having having uh, as many tracks as are in the real world a uh, bunch of drivers both virtual and real drivers um so you know we got we got high hopes now, Ryan, one thing I, I I really like about this is the fact that you guys take after actual race secretaries. I'm looking over some of the conditions. Primarily raceway, and you've got nine winners of one. You've got open. You've got Philly and Mayor open. You've got claiming races. Uh, it, it's just it's phenomenal the amount of, uh, I, and I commend you guys on the amount of work you guys put into this because it looks very real when it comes to, like, a condition sheet. Yeah, we're trying to, to model it off real-world racing, and then um... – and then have a little fun with it. I'm excited to uh, to see what we can do with the with the race cards. Um, I, I used to always go to Georgian Downs when they had extreme racing night, and they'd do 18 horse fields and uh, different distances. So we're we're going to base off of real world, but then explore how to make how to make races exciting and see what we can do because it's easier to try things virtually. And if we can come up with something exciting, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe it'll catch on in real world racing as well. Well, Ryan, listen, man, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. You guys keep up the great work. You guys are doing a fantastic job. And listen, I'm going to keep uh, keep playing it, and I'll keep tweeting at you guys with uh, with what we're doing. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. 
All right. That was Ryan Clements. And Mike, I got to tell you, this game is a lot of fun to play. And, you know, like I said, uh, a couple of my horses are doing well. You'll be glad to know, Mike, that the post time stable is number 12 in the game. And so uh, it, it's in the top, uh, top 20, sir. Well, that's fantastic. You just keep managing it and uh, building up those great horses. And uh, don't forget to send me the, the half of the money when you, when you win all those yeah. uh, <laughs> millions. Yes, and you have to check, right? Well, listen, yeah, coming up next is uh, the Ushua Award winner for Caretaker of the Year, Mike. And he's got an unsung hero, and it was uh, sponsored by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. But they are unsung heroes uh, as far as I'm concerned, Mike, because they're the ones that uh, take care of the horses on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, they see the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to that. That's right. They do all the dirty work. You know, it's kind of like in a hospital, Mike, where, you know, the doctor will come in and he'll see and he'll talk to you uh, and he'll, you know, give you an update on somebody's condition and he'll leave. And then you actually go to the nurse that's been taking care of the patient and be like, okay, what's really going on here? And the, and the nurse will usually tell you because in a lot of times they know more than the doctor does a lot of the on hands dealing with uh, the horses and that's exactly what the justin mckechen does and it's fantastic to see him get recognized and he's up next on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america ladies and gentlemen we have a disqualification it doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race what if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry at bet america we're here to help introducing inquiry relief any winners of a graded stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with inquiry relief only at BetAmerica.com. Join us for Horse Industry Day, presented by the Maryland Horse Council and its member and partner organizations on Tuesday, January 31st at the Miller Senate Office Building in Annapolis, Maryland. Register to attend this day of advocacy and learning by visiting mdhorsecouncil.org. All the action starts at 7.30 a.m. with coffee and snacks. Then it's meetings with legislatures at 8 a.m., followed by Advocacy 101, panel discussions, and award presentations at 10, wrapping up at 11.30 with lunch and salutations. Once again, it's Horse Industry Day, presented by the Maryland Horse Council and its member and partner organizations on Tuesday, January 31st at the Miller Senate Office Building in Annapolis. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. Back here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. We're joined now by a Caretaker of the Year Award winner, Justin McEachern. And Justin, talk to us a little bit about uh, what this award uh, what this award means to you. Oh, man. This award, it's uh, it's pretty, you know, it's, it's, it's just it's sitting there just, just dawning upon me, you know, every day. It's like I didn't imagine it at first. You know, I thought – you know, last year when I knew that the awards were going to be held in Las Vegas, I was like, man, that'd be great if we got divisional honors and we got to go out there. And, uh, you know, I thought I'd have a better chance at doing that, but, um, you know, it's just, it's such an honor, you know, it's so prestigious because, you know, how often do, do caretakers get any recognition, you know, and it's, it's really, it's just been such a great ride and I'm, and I'm so honored to, 
you know, have the privilege to work and take care of such a great Philly. And, uh, you know, it, it definitely hasn't been easy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's really has paid off in the last couple of years. <laughs> Give us a day in the life of Justin McKetchen. Well, I wake up and usually I wake up, you know, Queen Bee, she lives right outside of my room here down at the trotting center in Florida. And uh, I usually wake up around 5.30 to her banging, saying, come on, put me out. And I get up, put her and her uh, partner in crime, Prairie Sweetheart, out in the paddock, and they have a go and do what they do for a couple hours. And I'll get the stalls ready and my water buckets. And after that, I'll probably sit down and have a cup of coffee, make some breakfast, look at the board, and see what's going on for the day, if I don't already know. And then... uh, We'll go ahead and get things moving. Um, as far as Queen Bee, she, uh, I usually just kind of stick with her. She gets a little fussy sometimes, and she, you know, likes things her way. So I, uh, I kind of just listen to her, and, and we kind of schedule our day around what she wants. She does things when she wants to do things and how she wants them. <laughs> Now, Justin, uh, it's it's funny you mentioned that, uh, you know, she likes things her way. I was re- going through uh, uh, the nomination uh, letters that uh, were received, and I noticed one common thing that uh, most had said was that Call Me Queen Bee wasn't the easiest or uh, the best actor. Does she have a little bit of an attitude to her? Uh, an attitude is an understatement. Um, she will let you know right away when she does not like anything. Anything that is, she's just very fussy in particular. When we first, see, we didn't break her. We um, we bought her after she had qualified um, from Tony Alagna, who does a great job breaking his babies. And uh, he told me when we picked her up, he goes, um, just be careful of her. You know, she, she, she likes to kick the walls that night. I said, all right. So I put the lead chain on her, and I walked her to our barn. This is at Gateway in New Jersey. And... Um, you know, it's it, it's a five-minute walk. It, it literally took me 25 minutes to get over to the barn. I mean, she was up on her hind legs more than she was on all four feet. And, uh, yeah, that day there, that's how she wanted to do things, on her hind legs. And that was basically how she was for her whole entire two-year-old career. Um we had to have one person at her head, two people at each side of the jog cart, me with the lines all ready to go because when she lands, she would take off, and that was it. You, know, you were on for a ride, and you didn't, you didn't know what to expect. If she was going to try and tip you out, I mean, it was, it was a rodeo almost every day. And, uh, but she was talented, and, you know, I, I, saw, I saw the potential there. She could focus it and put it used to on the track, and, you know, we, we'd have something special. And uh, that was kind of my goal, and it uh, it wasn't easy. She was kind of, you know, she was way more difficult than the other ones, and uh, that's how she entered the track every time on it. You know, it was like wiggle it, jiggle it in the winter circle. That was her entrance on the track instead of, you know, how she got her picture taken. Visiting with uh, Justin McKenzie, uh, the Hard Rock Rocks, you know, caretaker of the year. Justin, I do have to ask you, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, you know, you are an award winner now. So does that mean that the the price has gone up for the services of uh, one Justin McKetchin? <laughs> uh, 
no, not necessarily. I uh, <laughs> I don't uh, you know, I, I'll take the the the, the title and and wear it with with dignity, no, without a doubt. But uh, you know, I I I get paid just by you know what she in her performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's ahead for you? What can you where can you see yourself uh, in a few years? What are you? Uh, what's your ultimate goal here in the sport of harness racing? Uh, eventually I'd like to get out there on the racetrack and start driving and, uh, definitely see myself, you know, with a stable of my own in, in some years to come. Um, I'm just hanging out right now and, you know, grasping and, and, and learning a couple, you know, different things. You know, I get along great with Ross. We're a great team and, uh, you know, I really enjoy my job here. So, you know, I'm going to stick this out for, for, for a little while, you know, um, I'm comfortable, but, you know, I do want to eventually, you know, get going on my own and, and I'd like to, you know, race in, with stake horses and, you know, grand circuit racing. Sounds good. Well, buddy, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations on behalf of all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike on your award. It was well-deserved, and, uh, hey, we'll be seeing you in the winner's circle uh, often, I'm sure, my friend. I hope so. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. No problem. That was uh, Justin McKenzie and uh, Mike. I gotta tell you, we you know we talk about caretakers uh, and we talk about guys and gals that work on the front lines, and these are the people that do it. I mean, they're with them horses uh, a long period of time. In a lot of cases, more than the trainer, certainly a lot more than the driver. Uh, in a lot of cases, a lot more than the owner. And these caretakers are the ones that truly know these horses. And uh, hey, these are the these are the guys and gals that uh, certainly deserve a lot, a lot of credit. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And you know, it, it, like I said before, they're the unsung heroes. And uh, you know, they they see they know when something is wrong with their horse. They know when their horse is ready to eat. And, you know, it seems like uh, he's really bonded well with Call Me Queen Bee. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in 2017. We've got one final timeout to take, and that timeout is going to lead us into our final topic of uh, the show here on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. It's the golden tones of Mike Tanner talking a little bit about the debate. You'll be hearing uh, that over the next couple of weeks leading up into the debate. You've got the Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Hi, this is Mike Tanner, Executive Vice President of the United States Trotting Association. Three candidates. Ryan Macedonio, Joe Panaccio, and Russell Williams have filed to run for the position of USTA president. The election will take place later this month, and the winner will serve out the remaining two years of former President Phil Langley's term. Phil retired on December 31st, and his interim replacement, Chairman of the Board Ivan Axelrod, has indicated that he will not be a candidate in this election. Here's what you need to know. First, the president is elected by a vote of the USTA board. There are 60 directors in all. Secondly, the election will take place during the association's annual meeting, specifically on Monday, February 27th. The winner will be the one who gets the most votes, whether a majority is achieved or not. In a three-way race, that's important to remember. The position of USTA president is an unpaid one, but the influence and involvement that comes with the job is considerable. The president works with the board to establish a business plan, develops consensus around various industry initiatives, has ultimate authority over membership decisions, and sets the tone for the organization. 
He or she also is responsible for assigning most of the executive committee, the smaller body that meets periodically and on an as-needed basis throughout the year to consider developing issues that might affect the industry. Whoever the board chooses on February 27th will largely determine the direction the USTA takes over the next few years. Got an opinion as to who should be the next president? Let your director know by email via the USTA tab on the U.S. Trotting homepage. Thank you very much, Mike Tanner. I, I don't think that's so much of a commercial. I think that is a uh, public yeah, service uh, announcement. Public We're going to be hearing this, Mike, hearing over the next uh, probably three to four weeks leading up to the debate a couple times a show uh, from Mike Tanner. And one of the things that he brought up, Mike, uh, towards the end of uh, his little uh, minute and a half spiel was how regular racing fans and horsemen can get involved. Now, obviously, the election for the USDA president is decided by the directors. Uh, there's 60 some odd directors. Uh, all those votes will end up electing the next USDA president. But harness racing fans and horsemen can get involved because uh, every district, every area has a director, and those directors are accessible to racing fans. So, you know, racing fans can call their particular directors that are in charge of their di uh, district and express their concerns, Mike. Definitely. And that's. You know, it's not really like Congress and the House of Representatives, but in a way it is. I mean, you can call any of your representatives and say, hey, I don't like the way this is being done. Unfortunately, you know, they don't get a vote per se for that director. But, hey, you know what? It's worth a phone call, and it shows that you're involved in, uh, in your district. Yeah, it certainly does. So we've got the big debate show. It's coming up on February 16th. Mike, it's a 7.30 start time. So everybody mark that on your calendar. It's Thursday, February 16th, 7.30. It will be heard on Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. I believe it's going to be streamed on U.S. Trotting's uh, website as well. Uh, we'll have more information on that and how that's going to be done uh, on Thursday, next week's program. It's going to be heard on demand on Bet America. Um, it's they distributed to iTunes, iHeart, so there'll be plenty of options uh, for you to listen uh, to this debate. And uh, if you have any questions, we're taking fan questions. We're going to try to get as many fan questions in as possible. Obviously, that's going to be dependent on time. But uh, And we've been swamped, by the way, with questions, Mike. We've been promoing this on the Twitter and Facebook. If you have a question that you would like to ask us during the debate, because we're going to have a segment uh, for fan questions uh, dedicated just to those, email us at mike at post time with mike and mike dot com and uh we'll try to uh ask as many questions as we possibly can mike yeah just with the fan questions we ask that they be appropriate obviously um you know we shouldn't have that, but uh you know we can potentially you know use some of them on the air so we want to be able to use as many as we can with the amount of time we'll have uh it's going to be a two-hour show mike and uh like you said earlier program advertising opportunities are running out quick. We've got limited space. I, I, I was looking at our uh, advertising sheet earlier and it is filling up and filling up fast. So make sure that if you want to get in on the advertising opportunities, you can uh, reach out to us, uh, go to posttimewithmikeandmike.com or email us at mike at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. 
yeah, obviously we have a pretty strong listener base as it is, and we, you know, we're proud that throughout the last of what year and a month or so that we've built our listenership to what it is now. But uh, I'll tell you right now, this is going to be uh, easily our most listened. So there's a lot of interest, uh, and a lot of people I think want to hear what the candidates have to say uh, as far as the roadmap for the sport of harness racing going forward. And Mike, uh, you know, it's uh, I mean, it could be kind of a rocky road going forward in the sport of harness racing. So I think a lot of people are interested to hear what uh, the candidates have to say in trying to uh, solidify the sport and make it grow. Well, Mike, I'll tell you, this has been a a whirlwind show. We uh, certainly appreciate all of our guests joining us, and uh, we appreciate uh, all of our sponsors supporting us. uh, And, uh, Mike, we're looking forward to the big debate coming up on February 16th, but we will not forget about next Thursday's show. Don't forget we're staying at our 1 o'clock slot. And uh, I think it's been pretty successful, Mike, but this is what, our third week at 1 o'clock? Yeah, it's been our third week at one o'clock. We've seen a fan, our big n- jump in the numbers, and uh, listen, I I love it. Mike loves it, and uh, it's obvious partnership love it. So we're glad that people are able to you know turn it on at their desk, turn it on in the barn, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So we hope to keep it up until at least until Mike Posich decides to get back to work uh, and not place any more shows. Yeah, and that's coming up pretty quick. Well, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us on behalf of uh, all of us here at Post Time with Mike and Mike. It's Mike Bozich uh, next Thursday, 1 o'clock. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and uh, send us an email if you got a question for the debate, uh, which is coming up on February 16th. Uh, time's running out. It's Mike and Post Time with Mike and Mike.com. We'll see you next Thursday. Good night, everybody. One last call for alcohol to finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know who wants to take me home.